Good morning, everybody. This is the Marcus Today members podcast coming at you on Friday, 19th of January, and a much better day today, it has to be said. Market up 96 points. It's been up 100 points at best. Wall Street had a good bounce. Wall Street or Dow Jones up 200 points, but the main mover overnight, the Nasdaq up 1.35%. And you've probably seen the reasons for that. TSMC, Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing, had a 10% share price rise in the US overnight. They put out some guidance predicting 20% revenue growth this year on back of on the back of a boom in chip demand for AI applications. Their share price now the highest it's been since since 2022. And on the back of that, NVIDIA was up 1.9%. AMD up 1.6%. NVIDIA hit a record high. So the AI hype getting hyped up ahead of the results season in the next couple of weeks. The other event overnight was Apple up a huge 3.3%. That is a big move for them. If you look at the Apple chart, you'd probably be buying Apple at the moment. If big tech's going to get wound up again over this results season, it's back to $180 and it's off the highs of $200. So there's probably 10% in it. It's already closing the gap on the all-time high. But chart looking okay. And it's all to do with the big tech results season coming up. But if TSMC is anything to go by, AI is alive and well, as I've said before, and as per the last two quarterly results seasons in the US, when expectations are high and share prices are high, as they are with most AI stocks, then results have to be fabulous to be good, have to be good to be okay. And woe betide you if you put out an okay set of results, they'll be seen as bad. And if you put out a bad set of results, they'll be seen as terrible. So expectations winding up into the results season, which usually means the rally ends on results, better to travel than arrive. But you never know. Anyway, main message today is big tech having a resurrection. And that is despite another rise in bond yields. There was a little bit of Fed speak overnight. Atlanta Fed President Bostic saying open to reducing rates sooner than he had anticipated if there is convincing evidence that inflation is falling faster than expected. Stating the bleeding obvious there really, if inflation falls faster than expected, rates will come down faster than expected. But causing a bit of relief and the relief is universal. Every sector today on the fly, but IT, the best sector today, up 2.32%. And we've got LNAS today, long NASDAQ ETF, which we don't hold, up 4.2%. We were thinking about buying SNAS two days ago. Now we're thinking about buying LNAS. You'll go mad trying to do this short-term stuff. Anyway, a good day today and really good for our income portfolio. Every stock is up today, except for Origin Energy down 0.1%, and everything up in the growth portfolio except Paladin, which is down 1.2%. We're up 24% on Paladin, having only bought it a month or so ago. Do we buy into the big tech bounce overnight? I don't think so. We've got exposures in the strategy portfolio through the NDQ NASDAQ ETF, HNDQ actually, and through the S&P 500 ETF IHVV, fully invested. So no real need to go harder. And it is only one day. But good to see the market seeing some buying. Good to see the market turning around from the recent sell-off. It does tend to suggest that the recent sell-off is more a sobering up process rather than a major market turn in direction. And worth pointing out, the S&P and NASDAQ, S&P 500 and NASDAQ, still very close to their highs. There's no precipitous moment going on. Nothing to worry investors yet. So we have cleaned out our short-term stuff on the trend in the last 
last week or so. So we are holding only Woodside and Telstra in our ideas portfolio. Woodside at 1.5% today on the back of a 2% rise in the oil price. So happy to hold that. But we've stripped down our short-term stuff, which is the trading stuff, which is the ideas portfolio. And we're in cash in the two one-stock portfolios at the moment. Let's see if today's bounce can start a new uptrend, in which case we'll have to rethink a lot of stuff. Almost every sector is up over 1% today. I think the bond yield rise and bonds, as I say, were up again overnight. I think that is a more important trend and a bigger trend than the guidance increase from TSMC. That's not really a trend. It's more an event. So I think with rising bond yields, it's a little early to get too excited about the market suddenly going into uptrend, although it does look like we may get a rally for big tech into the results season. Other little themes are lithium still coming off, Latin resources down 5.7% today, and Liontown resources up one cent today, having got smashed yesterday after that Albemarle placement. They placed 96 million shares at the bottom of the expected range of 126 to 132, went through 126, I believe. Leave. Another reflection of the lack of demand for lithium stocks at the moment. Right, other quick stuff. I hope you're enjoying our new portfolio presentations. We've been taking feedback on our new spreadsheets. Happy to take your feedback. Changing a few columns around today, for instance, but looking pretty good. And you might also have noticed we have widened the newsletter quite significantly by about 30%, which allows us to have much bigger images, which resize on an iPad or a iPhone or a phone. And you can zoom in on them and the definition will be higher, especially if you're reading it on a phone. Anyway, I hope you're enjoying the bigger images, less squinting required, and the new portfolio presentations. Might My idea or our idea was to try and pull all the portfolios into the same format. I think that's working. As I say, any comments, give us an email. The main event yesterday and for our portfolios, because we hold it everywhere except in the one stock portfolio, is the reaction to the BHP production numbers yesterday. Share price yesterday fell 1.8%. Didn't exactly set the world alight. Stocks lagging the other stocks this morning. It's up 0.6%. Iron ore production down 3% on the previous corresponding period and coal production down down 18%. That's 21% of revenue. Copper production was up 3%. That's 31% of revenue. Most of the rest of it comes from iron ore, of course. But the message, the main message, which the market has picked up on is how dire it is in the nickel market at the moment. Panoramic put their Savannah operation in WA into administration last week. And here we have BHP telling us they're going to take a write down with their their interim results on February the 20th against their nickel assets. They have three mines, one refinery and 2,500 workers. Nobody's making money in nickel, it seems. That, of course, is a part of the process. The nickel price is down 24%, 17% in the last quarter, 24% last year. Ugly stuff. So no rush to buy BHP. As I say, we don't hold it at the moment. We're in cash in the BHP one stock portfolio. It's down 5% in a week and the production numbers not encouraging anybody to get excited. Chinese have said they're not about to kick off any new stimulus. So that whole resources complex is all a bit dull at the moment, despite the fact we've got a big tech bounce. Seems the action is not going to be in resources. You'll see the broker research in the newsletter today. Average target price 22 
2% for BHP, 2.2% above the current share price. All a bit dull, but no great problem if you're a longer term investor. In the income portfolio, there's a bit of positive research around. Morgan Stanley saying they like Suncorp and IAG. I've got the Suncorp numbers, 7.4% gross yield. Suncorp numbers in the newsletter today. It was up 22% in the last year against the market up 4.8%. So it's been doing okay, 7.4% yield. And now you have Morgan Stanley saying that they're going to see meaningful margin expansion this year. They've increased their earnings numbers by 5%. We also hold IAG in the income portfolio. And Morgan Stanley also upbeat on them. They've increased their earnings numbers by 7%. So a couple of stocks we're happy to hold at the moment. Also, Medibank Citigroup has upped their target price today. They've got a neutral recommendation. The stock's up from 340 two or three months ago to 382. So looking okay. There are 11 brokers covering it. Six have a buy, five have a hold. This is Medibank. Stock up 20% last year. So sorry, stock up 37% last year. Doing okay on that one as well. And lastly, Perpetual Citigroup have also upped their target price on petrol. Happy with that. Gross yield 7.2%. Didn't perform particularly well last year. Bit of a dull stock. But as assets, asset prices, in other words, the stock market rise. So do earnings from Perpetual, who's earning a percentage on funds under management. And as prices rise, funds under management rise, of course. Again, most brokers are buyers or holders. Average target price, 4% above the current share price. So pretty routine sort of day to day. Big tech getting going ahead of the results season. Wonder how far that can rally. That might be the only game for the moment. Let's see how it turns out. Now, one trade we've done today, I have finally sold the SLF ETF in the strategy portfolio today, locking in a 9% profit. Done that in a couple of months. And clearly, the with, the with the bond yields rising again, the REIT sector's peaked out, coming off the top. I'm just watching it now drift lower. So you need to be decisive if you're going to play in the stock market, being decisive, selling SLF today. So that will leave us with 10% cash in the strategy portfolio. We'll have to find something to do with that 9% cash, actually. Other things today, don't miss Henry's podcast with Gemma Dale from NAB Trade, worth listening to. In the trading section, notably Macquarie hit resistance at 185 and is coming off, so rather vindicates our recent sale for the moment and establishes 185 as a bit of a resistance level. If Macquarie can get through there, it might have some significance. The Macquarie-only portfolio is now in cash and is up 17.2% since we started it less than a year ago on March the 14th last year. So that has significantly beaten the market and that is the game. Unfortunately, the BHP one stock portfolio is only up 1% since we started that in May last year, although BHP since we started is only up 4.8% and the ASX is only up 1.1%. So I haven't done any damage, but haven't exactly outperformed the market. Also on the technical scan, CBA prints a weekly sell signal on RSI. So we've and we sold that in the trading ideas portfolio recently. Seems banks have hit top of the range. Short-term stuff, but top of the range just peaking out at the moment. CBA has results coming up in February, early February, of course. There are buy signals on a couple of gold stocks. We are not buying any gold stocks at the moment. A little bit of education at the end of the podcast today. You'll see on some of our charts, this is a bit basic, I'm afraid. Oh, it may not be basic for some people, but you'll see on some of our charts, a wiggly red line, which says RSI 14, 14 day relative strength index, wilder simple, which is just a smoothing method to try and make the line not so jerky. When you have a look at those lines, it's similar.
simply a oscillator. This is a formula which slaves off the share price. Remember, there are only four bits of data for every share price. Well, five bits, including volume. Four bits of data, every share price for every period, say every day. There's open, close, high and low and volume. So all these indicators are using the four data points for each stock for each period, usually a day, if not a week. The red line below the charts is a momentum oscillator, which tells you how fast a share price is rising or slowing. And the idea is that it will indicate to you that this is rising abnormally fast or falling abnormally fast. And the expectation is that at some point, if it's rising particularly quickly, at some point it will start to slow down like a ball being thrown into the air. The RSI, Momentum Oscillator, tells you the momentum of the ball. So as you throw the ball up, the, sh the ball can still be going up, but the Momentum Oscillator will tell you that it's slowing down. In other words, it's likely to peak. Even though it's still going up, the momentum is slowing down. So that's sort of what that red line says underneath the chart. It tells you the momentum of the rise and momentum of the fall, and it shows you the extreme levels. So by the nature of the formula, the RSI formula or the RSI number can only, by the nature of the form formula, go as low as zero and as high as 100. And there is common practice, it is common practice, to suggest that if a RSI number is below 30, then a stock is oversold. In other words, the momentum is so strong it's that the RSI has gone below 30, the downside momentum so strong that below 30 it's oversold or it's moving too fast in the southerly direction. And if it's above 70, it's overbought. Hence, you'll find a lot of people talking about stocks being overbought and oversold. And what they're telling you is, if they're talking about it being oversold, they're telling you the share price has been dropping really fast and the RSI indicator has got itself below 30. And if it's overbought, it's rising really rapidly and the RSI indicator is over 70. Now, the way you are supposed to use this oscillator is if it goes through 70 on the way up, it doesn't matter. It's telling you it's rising very fast. What you're looking for is the ball slowing down. So when the momentum slows and the red line drops below 70 from above 70, that's supposed to be a sell signal. And in the same way, when the ball hits the bottom and starts to bounce, the RSI indicator goes below 30. You don't do anything about it as it drops from above to below 30. But as it bounces and starts to rally and the RSI indicator comes up through 30 from below 30 to above 30, that's a buy signal, traditional technical buy signals. People who trade a lot and work things out for themselves might not use 70 or 30. It's just custom to use 70 or 30. And it's custom to quote buy signals and sell signals on those or dependent on those levels. So if we say there's been an RSI buy signal on a stock, what it means is it's fallen rapidly and it has started to bounce. And if you're talking about an RSI sell signal, it's a stock that has risen rapidly and has started to fall. And that's all RSI buy and sell signals tell you. Any technical text will also tell you that you would never use RSI alone as an instruction to buy or sell. You would use it as an alert that you should go and have a look at a stock. And that's what we use it for. So in our trading section, we have the technical indicators section. And you'll see in there our RSI buy and sell signals on both a daily, short-term and weekly, longer-term basis. And that is telling you stocks that are peaking, stocks that are bottoming. And it is a alert to go and have a look at that 
stock and see whether there's something tradable there or some reason to buy it. If you're talking about trading, you'd be using daily or looking at the daily RSI signals. If you were to be, if you are an investor, consider yourself to be an investor, don't want to be disturbed too much, but want to take some opportunities, then what you might look for is some of the stocks you hold. Big stocks say BHP had an RSI sell signal and you saw it on our technical trading section. You might then go and have a look at BHP and work out whether it's worth selling it or not in order to buy it back later on. And in the same way, if you see a buy signal, an RSI buy signal on a weekly basis on a stock like Telstra, it's sort of telling you this is a bit of a long-term buying opportunity. And we did that on Telstra, which is why we hold it in our trading ideas portfolio at the moment, because Telstra alerted us that it was bottoming and it was also on a 6% yield. It was We picked up from the technical scans that Telstra was bottoming. So you can use it for short-term or longer-term investment. You want to keep an eye on the stocks you hold, whether they've got RSI sell signals on a daily or weekly basis, depending on whether you're a trader or investor. And there you go. Hopefully that gives you a bit of an idea what we're talking about when we say there's an RSI buy signal and sell signal. It means the ball is slowing down at the top of the trajectory and starting to fall, or it means the the ball is bouncing. See it that way. Hopefully that'll be useful to you. You will see in the, I'm just looking at the charts in my section today. There are about six charts today with RSI indicators on the bottom and that will tell you whether they're short-term buys or sells. All those are daily ones, by the way. In the technical section today, you'll see that there is a weekly sell signal on CBA. So that's a interesting indication to investors that CBA is topping out. Same with Macquarie. There is an RSI sell signal. There was an RSI sell signal a couple of weeks ago. Hope you find that interesting. Right, that's about that. Tech stocks up today. Market now up 76. It's been as high as 100. Every sector's up. Defensive sectors like consumer staples, REITs, utilities getting left behind today as normal. The interesting debate today is whether this big tech rally is going to turn into something more meaningful over the results season and the next couple of weeks. That's about that. You have a fabulous day. I'll be back with a weekend newsletter tomorrow. 